welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today we're talking about Matthew's chapter 8. Matthew's chapter 8. Well, I appreciate you returning to the podcast. And today uh, we're talking about Matthew's chapter 8. But before we get started, I'd like to say a little prayer. Lord, Father in heaven, please hear my prayer. Please help us to truly understand your word, to let your word live in our hearts every day, to guide us, to redirect us, and to conform us to your son's image. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so today we're talking about chapter 8, and we're just going to go ahead and dive right into this. When he came down from the mountains, a great multitude followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand, and touching him, said, I will be you clean. Let me turn the page. Now, before I turn the page, so I'd just like to talk about the multitude. You know, when you see multitude in the Bible, you know, a lot of people think, well, just a crowd of people. But you got to imagine, you know, back in those days, a lot of people, when they went into town to buy or sell a goat or a chicken or supplies or whatever they had, and they were leaving, that's when they seen Jesus walking or talking. And so, you know, they were following Jesus with all their their family or their supplies or whatever they had. So you can imagine, you know, uh, hearing something so powerful that, man, you, you just drug everything along with you when you're shopping. You just grabbed everything and just started following this guy because he was saying something that was pretty profound. And that the lepers, you know, this leper guy came and found them because his fame is already starting to get uh, spread abroad. So immediately his leprosy was cleansed, and Jesus sees him and tells him, tells, see, uh, Jesus says to him, See that you tell no man, but go your way and show yourself to the priests and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony to them. And when Jesus went, uh, five, and when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion beseeching him or begging him saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy and terribly tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now, this is pretty interesting. You know, uh, Jesus is the creator of everything and knows uh, the past, the present, and the future. And, you know, he knows what this guy's going to say. But Jesus goes goes ahead and says, "I'll, I'll come to your house and I'll heal him. But then the satyrian says, uh... Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak only a word. Only speak a word that my servant shall be healed. So this guy kind of understood the power of God. And that comes from uh, God placing that in this man's heart and, and understanding. That's why when you get understanding of the Bible, that you know that information, that understanding comes from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit educates you in, in the word. And this centurion obviously had an understanding who Jesus was and knew that Jesus had the power and ability to, to just speak a word and that servant's, uh, 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 centurion's servant would be healed. For I, and so the centurion says, For I'm a man has, having men under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to a man, go, and he goes, and to another one, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to them, Truly I say to you, 
that I have not found so great a faith in not in all Israel. Not in Israel. When he says Israel, he means the Jewish people because Jesus came to the Jewish people first. And it said to them that men shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. So you see that and you say, wait a minute, I thought everybody was good to go. Well, the children of the kingdom, I think, are the Jewish people because who is he talking about before? we before? He said, truly I say to you, I have not found such a great a faith, not in Israel. So he's talking about the Israels. And then he says, there shall, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He's talking about those Jewish people that are standing there at his, at, right in front of him that's who he's talking about, I think. And when Jesus said to, to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so it be done to you. And his servant was healed in that same self hour. So right in that hour, the minute that he went over there and asked Jesus and everything, all that Jesus said is done, it was done. And when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law was sick with a fever. And Jesus touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered to them. Or, Jesus touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served them. Minister means served. So when she got up, she brought him refreshments. She brought him something to drink, and then later on that evening, she probably prepared a meal for them. And when the evening came, they brought to him many that were uh, possessed with devils, and he cast out the and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that, that were sick. See, his word is powerful, you know, because he created everything with the, everything right now that you're looking at in your house, your car, your cell phone, your wallet, your keys. All that was created by God, by his spoken word. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Now, it's got a reference to Isaiah 53, 4. So let me turn over there, 53, 4. Okay, 51. All right, 53, 4. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. Surely he has borne our grief, sickness, and carried our sorrow, pain, yet we did esteem, consider him stricken, or smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So I, I went a little further past four, but the four is just the one that says, Surely he has borne our, our sickness and carried our pain, yet we did esteem him smitten stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. So, you know, when you're saying, you know, when you're going through your pain and suffering and you're saying, you know, nobody knows what I'm going through, I beg to differ. I say Christ has been through that. You know, you, you're not going through that alone, you know. He's with you. Let's say, and now, 18, and now, when Jesus saw a great multitude about him, he gave orders to depart to the other side of the, 
little body of water that they were at. 19, and he considered a, a certain scribe came to a certain scribe. So this guy must have been kind of uh, well-known. You know, everybody knew who he was because uh, they say a certain scribe. So, you know, it was a particular, a particular guy. And a scribe is somebody that uh, transcribed the Bible or the letters that were given in the Bible and the first four books of the uh, Moses' Bible, uh, the four for the first four books of the Bible, the scribes worked with that. And they're always going through there and, and uh, you know, transcribing them, sending them off to other places. And so they read the Word of God all the time. So the certain scribe, he had understanding. He knew who Jesus was. And so he goes down there to see Jesus. And so this is his little story. And a certain scribe came and said to him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, The foxes have holes, the birds have air, have nests, but the Son of Man uh, has no place to lay his head. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, Jesus has been, you know, where you've been. You know, he suffered like you suffered. So, you know, you're not, you know, things in life ain't new to God. You know, you're suffering, he knows. He cares. And that's why he provided Jesus for our, our, our help. And then uh, another disciple, this is another separate person. He says, another of his disciples said to him, Lord, allow me first to go and bury my father. And Jesus had said, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Now he's talking about the spiritual dead. You know, so when you're lost, think about this. When you're lost and you're walking around out there in the world with your little lost self, God considers you spiritually dead. I mean, you're just zombies out there. So there is a zombie apocalypse. There is walking dead out there. They're surrounding you, and they're shopping next to you, and they're driving in their cars next to you, and they're they're called the lost, but they're the walking dead. And 23, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there was a great storm in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. Okay, this ship is not really a ship like a Titanic or a boat with many enclosed docks, levels, or, you know, nothing like that. Uh, think of about like an open boat. You know, it's an open boat with a little pole in the middle and maybe a sheet to catch the wind and maybe a rudder in the back. Maybe it's a couple of oars out there on the side to kind of get the boat going. So when Jesus is asleep and the water is so much over over the boat that it's he's he's sleeping at the at the front of the boat and the water is crashing over the boat onto him. I mean he's soaking wet, sound asleep, soaking wet. They're all soaking wet. The boat's got water in it, and the water waves are higher than the boat. It's flashing there's lightning, there's storm, and they're freaking out. They're saying, "Man, we're gonna die! Look at all this water! I mean, we got to do something." And someone says, "Maybe we should wake him up." And the other guy said, "Let's do it." And so here we go. Twenty-five. And his disciples came to him and woke him up, saying, "Save us, or we will perish." And he says to him, "Why are you fearful, O you of little faith?" And then he arose and rebuked the wind and the seas, and there came a great calm. Okay, see, those guys missed out on a great opportunity if they only had faith. But faith is given by God in supply. 
you know, men men don't produce faith. It's impossible for men to produce faith on their own without God. That's why, you know, they call them little faith. He might as well have said little to no faith. Because what they should have said and when all that was, when they was in the boat, the wind was coming and the rain was crashing and the rain was filling the boat and the water was coming over and Jesus is all wet. They're all wet. And they should have said, you know, maybe we should wake them up. One of them should have said, hey, wait a minute. We have the living son of God in the boat with us. There's no way we can lose. Let's keep going. Now, if they would have said that, man, that would have been the, that would have been the way to go. But you know, we men always mankind always falls short. And we don't have the faith to believe. That's why I say believe in Jesus. Once he's in your boat, he's in the boat with us. It doesn't care if the water's crashing. It doesn't care if the boat's filling up. It doesn't care if we're a foot there's a foot of water in the boat with us. It doesn't matter. We have Jesus Christ in the boat with us. There's no way we can sink. There's no way we can lose. We're going to make it to the other side. It's just it's just the way it's going to be. And you know, if they had that belief in their heart and let them sleep and just fight their way through the waves and crash, you know, get on the other side of the water, man, that would have been something. But no, they didn't do that because mankind always falls short. That's that's what we're great at doing. You know, we're great at falling short and not living up to our full potential. You know, I just, I just, I just had to say that. Where, where is I? I'll say so. But when the men marveled and said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? You know, they were blown away, you know, but they don't realize that, you know, the, he is the one who created everything that is in control. Remember I told you when the sky turns red, that's Jesus at work. You know, when, when the when the rains come and the winds blow and all that, that's the power of God. That's that, that's the power of God. The beauty, the, the stars, the beauty of the sunsets, the, all that. It just it's it's all God working in our world today. Uh, twenty eight. And when he had come into the other side of the country of Gesaria, there met him two possessed with devils. Now this is very interesting. There's two two guys that are living in these tombs that are, ex- are coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cry out, saying, "We what what have you to do with us, Jesus, you Son of God? Are you come here to torment torment us before the time?" And there was there was a good way there they were a good way off a herd of swine. Okay, let me back up. So you got these two guys hanging out in the tombs, and they're possessed by devils, and so people can't go by there because they run out and growl and kick and spit and bite and you know chase people away so people stay away from them, and you know Jesus happily walks by there you know because he knows that they're down there he's making a point. So he walks down there, and these two guys come out, and they know who he is. Why is that? That every time you read in the Bible, the the demons, the devils, the fallen, they know who Jesus is. But the Jews have not a clue, not a clue who Jesus is. And then when they're standing there, they even point, "Hey, you're you're the Son of God." Jesus says, "Be quiet." So that's amazing that the lost or the the, the demons, the Satan, the fallen, they all know who Jesus is and his authority. That's why they, he asked him and says, on verse 28, 
behold, they cry out, saying, What have you to do with us, Jesus, you uh, Son of God? Are you, you come here to torment us before the time? Because they know that they're going to hell. They know that they're going to be locked up in hell. So anyways, they see these herd of pigs over here feeding on, on this hillside off this coast. you got to imagine a, a coast like a cliff, California-type cliffs and stuff, and they're in this mountain grazing, and there's these pigs over there eating, and uh, the demons are in that tomb, and Jesus is walking by, and they see, all this goes down. And they say, so the devils beseech him, saying, the devils are begging him, asking him, saying, if you cast us out, allow us to go into the herd of pigs that are over there grazing. And he said, go. And when they came out of that, those two possessed men, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of pigs ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the water. So all the pigs got possessed by these demons that were in those two guys, and they ran down there into the water, and they all died. And behold, the whole city uh, came to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they beseeched him or begged him, that he would not depart. That he would depart out of their coast. So they didn't want him around. They they heard about it. Like somebody ran back into town and told him. They said, "Hey, look, I was out there grazing the pigs, you know, and, and this the two demons came out. You know, the two demons that are down in the tomb. They said, "Yeah, we know about those guys." They said, "Yeah, well, Jesus came down there and casted those guys, the demons, out of those two dudes and threw them into the pigs, and the pigs ran down the yeah." And they said, "Really? Well, let's go down there and check this out." So when they went down there and seen that the pigs were all floating in the water and everything's all dead and, and, and all that, that's when they, they knew what was going on. They said, well, just, we, we can't have this. we got to ask him to leave. So they ran down there and they said, man, would you please just leave our coast? I mean, we don't want no part of this. You know, We just want to be left alone. And so he left. And that's how chapter 8 ends. So that brings us to the end of the podcast. And a call to action. So sign up for the prayer list today. Uh, and if you would like a sticker, please leave me an email. I'll mail you a sticker. And uh, send me your mailing address. I'll mail you a sticker. And like I said, I would like to send, I uh, would like if you would start your own prayer list, uh, write the names of someone, some people that you love and care about, and keep track of it. And if God does answer some prayers, keep track of that too. Okay, so I'd like to go ahead and offer the prayer of salvation for someone who wants to uh, uh, return their life over to Christ. You have to have a repentant to life. So just repeat after me if you'd like to commit, uh, turn your life over to Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner, and I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart and to take control of my life to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me clean and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me, make me a new person, help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, remember you got to have a repentative heart and a repentative life. Repent means to turn away from or to feel sorry for. Okay, so I invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and again 6.30 Sunday night and again Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And if you do come, would you put in the comment section that you're from the podcast. And you can also go to the Facebook page for the church and view past uh, services at the video tab. 
And I'm asking if you'd like to donate to South Heights Baptist Church. There's now a donate link on the website, godspathwaytolife.faith. And there's a clickable link in a detailed description box for this podcast. So check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember, say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we were all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.